Thank you for checking out Coffee Pods, a Coffee Break length look into the Christian healing ministry. Through honest discussion, Season 6 has us talking about when our own healing journey has been challenged. So, whether you're a cappuccino, a latte, or an Americano, there's something here for you. So pick up your coffee mug, plug in your earbuds, and let's talk. everybody and welcome to Coffee Pod Conversations. We are continuing our series today by answering some of your questions about Christian healing. And so today we're answering a question that you sent through to us, which is about what might get in the way of healing. And so we've all prayed and we've been prayed for and not necessarily seen what we were hoping for. So Wes, are there any things that can hinder healing? Uh, Well, the short answer is yes. Um, But any problem in this area, particularly in this area of healing, looks as if it has three sources. So is it God? Um, Is it those who are doing the praying? Or is it those who are being prayed for? And and let me start by just saying um, that as ACORN, our understanding about the continued healing ministry of Jesus is based on three simple statements, and they're these. That the Father wants me well and whole, and actually we all know what whole means for us, that on the cross Jesus did everything needed to make that possible, and that the Holy Spirit is at work in God's world to put all of that into effect. Mm, So although we might not see everything every time, um, but this is a solid foundation that we work from. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, I agree. And, and I think, you know, you have to have some core beliefs to move forward. Uh, somebody once said that um, he who aims at nothing hits nothing. Mm. And, and actually, you know, I think one of ours is that God wants us to be healed more than we do. Mm. Um, going back to my car, my car may not always start when I turn the key. But I don't assume that it was the will of Ford or Fiat or Ferrari that it should not work. I I think different things. Yeah, that's really cool. Also, I think that goes back on a point we spoke about. I think it was uh, what was Paul's thorn in the flesh. And we were talking about making theologies out of stuff that actually just life. It's just what happens. Um, And I think, you know, looking at it like you've just mentioned with the car, we don't need to actually make a theology sometimes out of these things. Yeah, I, I totally agree. And, and actually, I think that's one of the things that Christians are prone to is mm. we make theology out of our exceptions rather than out of what we find in Scripture. Yeah. OK, so what about those of us who are doing the praying? The how far do we impact what's taking place? Well, actually, I think we impact it more than we think we do. Um, very often, we often see things as God's solo run. You know, it comes out of ideas of, about God's sovereignty. And, and yes, we rightly want him to receive all the glory. So we assume that we're not part of it. You know, I, I've, I've heard people sort of say, well, it's nothing to do with, with us. And I want to say, mm, yeah and no, mm. because um, 
any reading of the Gospels or Acts or Paul's letters or Peter's letters or anything else for that matter um, tells us that we are all involved in this family business of seeing the kingdom of Jesus expressed, particularly in, in, in this area of healing. Mm, that's quite a theological statement. So are you saying that God can't get his will done without us, um, that it might be limited in some way? Well, it's an interesting thing, is it? Because we don't actually like to say that. But of course, why does Jesus say, guys, you've got to pray your kingdom come, your will be done. And then, of course, in the rest of the Sermon on the Mount, he tells them how to uh, cooperate to get God's will done on yeah. earth. And so actually, I think we are more involved than we think we are. And though, yes, though God can do things completely by himself. Absolutely. So I have a high view of God's abilities. But I and but the truth is that most of the time he's using people like you, Lisa, and like me. Mm. Um, and it's not simply because of his desire to have relationship with us and the world he's made. But, do you know, how, what about this? It just might be because it's simply the best way people can receive his grace and healing that you know, the living God sends divine gifts, but he gets them delivered by human agents because that's the way we can best receive them. Mm, that's lovely. That reminds me of, um, I think it was John Piper, which people have different views on. Yeah, yeah. Um, but he said, you know, you should do everything for the glory of God. And even he, he had a bit in his book, one of his books about drinking orange juice to the glory of God. <laughs> And um, I can see it sounds like an odd comparison, but it talks about how when we worship God and we try to glorify him, we're coming into his presence. So actually it's about us experiencing him rather than stroking his ego or, you know, making him oh. feel good for himself. And it sounds similar here. It's, yeah. He's letting us experience him by being involved in the ministry. Absolutely. And, you know, isn't it interesting that when God w came down to earth, he took on human form because yeah. that's the best way we could get hold of it. You know, otherwise he could have just been a spiritual being in a cloud. Yeah. And he said, let's do it this way. So I think the fact that in the healing ministry, the grace of, of God, the love of God, and yes, at times the power of God is incarnated through us is really important. Amazing. So how do we, as the prayers, um, affect what happens in the healing ministry wow um yeah uh, can, can you recall the words from psalm 24 yeah so um it says who may ascend the mountain of the lord who may stand in his holy place the one who has clean hands and a pure heart who does not trust in an idol or swear by a false god they will receive blessing from the lord and vindication from god their savior well done. I'm very impressed. Uh, with that. <laughs> it's interesting, of course, that that psalm, Who May Ascend the Hill of Lord, is an invitation, not an exclusion. Mm. It's not saying, right, these are the only people I'm going to allow even remotely to get at the foot of the mountain. God is actually saying, hey, who wants to come up to the hill of the Lord? OK, just do this. Isn't that interesting? God's mm. just saying, hey, just do this. He hasn't made it difficult. He said, guys, all you've got to do is this. And so I think for us who are praying, we need clean hands. Absolutely. Um, for those who, of us who pray, we're not perfect, but we're working towards the cleanest, 
holiest sort of life that we possibly can. Um, uh, part of Thomas Merton's well-known prayer. Mm. Do you, you recall? Yeah, the one that starts, my Lord, my God, I have no idea where I'm going. I do not see the road ahead of me. I cannot know for certain where it'll end. That's the one. Well, I mean, it's great, isn't it? I mean, I sometimes feel like that. Lord God, I have no idea <laughs> how this is working out. But he mm. goes on to say, nor do I really know myself. And the fact that I think I'm following your will doesn't mean that I'm actually doing so. But I believe that the desire to please you does, in fact, please you. And I feel like that sometimes. I think, God, I, I, you know, I know it sounds terrible to put the word hope in, but I say, God, God, I really hope I'm, I have got this right. I'm doing the right thing, particularly in the healing ministry. And actually, those of us who pray for others are simply doing so on the basis that we're trying to please God with our lives, not just with our labors. And I think that's really important. So a pure heart, uh, clean hands, pure heart. I think we need right motives if we're going to be praying for other people we need to mm. keep self um and and our ego well out of it if it goes well or if it doesn't mm. it's not about what how we feel about that particular thing uh I, I think we need compassionate practice um love is not only the fulfillment of the law you know love god and love your neighbor mm. but it's the only way god works in whatever situation he's in whatever he does and the, and the same must be true for us. It, love, the compassion is at the heart of the work of God. Um, one of the great saints said, he said, um, God, before I touch another life, give me your love for them. Mm. I think we need an informed spirit. Absolutely. For those of us who pray, it's not a formula. It's a friendship. So we need to know how to be directed by God in the moment. Uh, living with a heightened sensitivity, if you like, to the promptings of the Holy Spirit. Uh, and I never assume that I know what to do unless God tells me what to do. Mm. And I guess the, the other thing, of course, is faith. Um, faith isn't believing what's not true. That's called insanity. But faith is living in trust in God, um, not just in the ministry moment, but in daily life. And I think that's important. Mm. Could you just repeat that again? Because I think it is important about what faith is and what it isn't. Yeah, faith isn't believing what isn't true, because that's insanity. You know, mm. I mean, there are loads of people who believe they might be Jesus or Napoleon or whatever, but they're <laughs> not. But faith is living daily and trusting God, not just in ministry moments, but in life moments for all of life, just trusting God. Mm. It's important. Yeah. And so what about those who are receiving prayer? Because all of us at some point um, will or will have been prayed for by others. So what part do we play in it? Well, I, I think one of the issues is the, the things that can hinder it are we often believe the wrong things about God. You know, we talked about it last week that he sent this to yeah. me. This is punishment or God doesn't like me. You know, I've, I've lived with the idea that God really likes me. You know, <laughs> God's throwing a party. I end up being on the top of the list. He says, oh, we must have Wes there. And, and that's not me being sort of arrogant or anything. That's just the passion of God. I think that's how he is with everybody. Yeah. You know, he thinks, oh, you know, we're all on the top of his list. It's just brilliant. <laughs> I think we have the wrong thing about idea about ourselves. Um, I don't deserve to be healed or 
I'm not important enough to God. Or we often have um, the wrong idea about sickness. We think this is too God too big, even for God uh, to handle. Um, and I think that's why our focus needs to be that one from Philippians, you know, that God gave Jesus the name above every name, the name of Jesus, every knee should bow. And I think that is our focus, that everything is ultimately subject to the authority of his name. I think one of the other things, and, and I, I don't know how to put this really, but I think sometimes we can give up too soon. Hmm. Yeah, I noticed you sort of stressed there the word can. Um, is that because it's not always the case? Because I was thinking about those with long-term conditions. How about them? Yeah, I, I, you're right. I mean, you know, try not to labor it too much, but it is a can. You know, I, I think sometimes... Um, it can be one possible reason sometimes. It's not the only reason every time. And I think as Christians, we're often looking for a magic formula. You know, this is always going to work all of the time in every situation. And there isn't one. Because mm. sometimes, Lisa, I, you know, even for those praying as well as those being prayed for, we genuinely are walking in the dark towards where we think the light is going to be yeah even though we don't necessarily see it at that moment and i mean but even things like if you if you go to your doctor and you don't get better then you go back to your gp and you say okay that didn't work what what, what do i need to do now and and rightly so and so i wonder why not with prayer mm -hmm. you know and actually if you take medicine every day why wouldn't you take prayer every day in fact morris maddox who started acorn he said he was a bishop and he said you should if you're sick you should take holy communion and the laying on of hands every day mm. just as you would take your medicine so i think yeah keep coming back to god yes with your friends don't you know stop too early if you like um and i would say do whatever it takes um but can i just put a thing in um i'm always iffy about healing and money and what I would say um, to people is never pay to be prayed for for healing, because that's just not Jesus. In fact, as Acorn, we don't take offerings at our healing meetings because we wanted to separate healing and money. And Jesus never charged for being for praying for people for healing. And so, you know, if anybody needs you to pay money so that they can pray for you to be healed, don't do it because it's it's not the way that the gospel works mm. ever 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 <laughs> yeah that's that's super helpful and so there's quite a lot here that you've mentioned already um so maybe to help those who are listening what can we do can you give us maybe your top three things that can remove any hindrance to healing mm, um yeah I, I say things like break up uh the ground any habit any mindset any belief any connections that would cement you into a lifestyle that keeps God on the outside, not on the inside. Um, like ground that's been baked hard, it needs to be broken up so the water and the sunlight and the, and the air can get into it so something can grow. Um, read and keep reading the healing stories of the Gospels. Um, Luke is great for this, Luke's Gospel. Uh, but read yourself into the text. So I do it, like, I do it this way. Um, one day, um, 
a man called Wes came to Jesus and kneeling at his feet said, Lord, if you are willing, you can make Wes clean. Mm -hmm. Read yourself into the text and keep doing it and keep doing it and keep doing it and keep doing it. Mm -hmm. The other thing is, my final thing is, I keep in an atmosphere, in an environment of worship, whatever your taste is, whatever style you like. And, and Acorn, most meetings begin with worship because we just want to have that clear connection with God. We want to remove anything that clouds our, our relationship and our awareness of him so that God can lead us to do the Jesus stuff. Mm. And I just love that the church gets to do the Jesus stuff. Yeah, absolutely. That's what we're for. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wonderful. Okay, so um, let's end how we normally do, Wes. Will you pray? Yeah, let's do that. Thank you. Father, I just ask you that for, uh, Lord, any who today just feel there's a something that they can't put their finger on, that is just acting as a bit of a roadblock in both either their journey with you or their journey to healing. Then, Father, in Jesus' name, I ask you, please switch the light on. Flood our lives with light and let the obstacle be made very obvious. And, Lord, help us to break up the, the ground that would keep us in an old way of living. And, Lord, for everyone who's been holding on for healing, Lord, I ask today that your loving grace and mercy, your healing power, comes upon them in this moment now in the name of jesus christ of nazareth i pray amen amen great thank you wes and thank you for those of you who are joining us we hope that it has been um, a helpful conversation if you do have any questions of your own about the christian healing please do send them through to our info account which you can find on our website and next week we're going to be exploring another one of our listeners questions which is is this an attack? So again, that is in relation to healing. So we'll catch you soon. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Coffee Pods. We hope that you have found today's episode helpful and inspiring. If you have a question of your own about Christian healing, send it to info at acornchristian.org and we'll respond. For more information about ACORN, our events, and how to support our work, check out www.acornchristian.org. See you next time.